CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. He is the tallest teenager in the world. Olivier Rieu from Montreal is used to towering over pretty much everyone. When he was just five, he was as tall as his kindergarten teacher. Rick Westhead finds out what life is like when you're seven foot six. When you're seven foot six, everything looks different. Pants are always too short. Shoes are impossible to find. And you're almost always taller than windows, doors, and ceilings. This is life for Montreal's Olivier Rieu. He's just 17 and the tallest teenager in the world. And yes, he plays basketball. He's played for Team Quebec, Team Canada, and is a student athlete at the IMG Academy in Florida. I caught up with Olivier in Montreal last summer. He draws attention everywhere we go. It's kind of funny. <laughs> they think that you don't see them, but you do. You can see people like turning their head and just like, okay, it's whatever. My son is a huge basketball fan. You're gonna have to respond, be cool, and be kind. Oh, are you okay with it? Yes. Like, I, oh, okay. Bye. How much of your life has that been happening for? Since I was 10. Thank you. How long has it been since you could walk into a store with your mom and dad and buy regular, like buy clothes off the rack? To be honest. Never? Almost never. How much more growing might you do? Honestly, I don't know. The doctor told me so it's five, so. He was off by a foot and two inches at least. They said it's genetics, but yeah, we'll see. How do you feel about that? It's, it's nice. But like, it's nature and it's whatever, but like sometimes it's too much. When you think about being 7'6", um, do you think of it as a blessing or a curse or both? A blessing. A blessing. Yeah. That's nice to hear. Why do you say that, generally speaking? You can use it for almost everything. You can use it for being famous, you can use it for basketball, you can use it for highest shelf in the kitchen or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. It was Olivier who wanted to see his name in the Guinness Book of World Records. This was your idea to contact Guinness? I was 11 and dreaming about it. You were dreaming about it at 11? Yeah, kind of. I was like 11 and seeing that the guy who was in there was smaller than me. How tall were you at 14? Uh, seven four, and then I grew seven five and a half, and now I'm seven six and a half, almost seven seven. Almost seven seven. Mm -hmm. Being tall runs in the Ryu family. Olivier's mom is six foot one, his brother is six foot nine, and his father Jean Francois is six foot eight. Tell me your earliest memories of him. He always has been tall. 
three months after he grew up, it's like he was double the size. Growing so fast, people always thought Olivier should be acting older. When he was two years old, they were taking he was three and a half or four years old. So how come your son don't talk so much? And so it was always like a challenge for him, I think. Olivier was consistently put on teams of older children. Since it started at five, he was playing with kids that were nine to 10 years old easily. Before basketball, Olivier tried all kinds of sports. I did soccer for summer. I did not work. I was goalie and I was just bored. And after that, I started basketball because of my brother, who was playing. And by the age of 12, he was invited to play in an international tournament in Spain. So when he was 12, that's when the trajectory of his basketball journey really began to change. Yep. I saw the competitivity of Olivier in that game. He made around the easily 30 to 40 points that game. And a video of this tournament went viral. Yes. That video captured over a million views and comments from NBA stars Steph Curry and David Robinson. What impact does that have on you? I was just a kid who was 12 years old and just became famous by that. For people who don't know your son, what's he like? Olivier is, yeah, I would say he's very cool. He's like, he's just surfing around and uh, chilling with people. He's very friendly. Every day in his life, he has to figure out that he's taller than everyone. I want two things today. I want you to dunk. I want you to dunk it hard. Terry Analu has been coaching Olivier since he was in grade school. Keep it high. Yeah, let's do it again, let's do it again. All right. When did you meet Olivier? I met Olivier when he was 11 years old. He was six foot 10. The first thing that he asked me when he came in the gym is, coach, can I grab a basketball? I was like, hey, for sure, <laughs> you know? But when you were looking at him, you had the, uh, the feeling that you were dealing with an adult. Three, pass. But quickly, you could realize that hey, he was just a kid in a giant body. Very good, very good, very good. Let's do it again. At Collège Saint-Jean-Vienny, a prep school outside of Montreal, Coach Terry still works with Olivier whenever he's home. Get back, get back, get back. Well, tell me about him on the, on the basketball court as a 12-year-old. His challenges always were this coordination. He had nice footwork around the basketball. He was able to protect the rim really, really well. And the skills that surprise us the most is his ability to facilitate for others, you know, pass the ball. Tell me about him now. He's just, you know, 16 turning 17. Yes. I think that the biggest step that he took is physically and obviously is confidence about the game. That confidence hasn't come easily. Life head and shoulders above your peers can get lonely. Playing on older teams has meant Olivier has had to grow up quickly. Even on the bus to games, he heads to the back and sits alone where he has more space. Given his extreme height, 
Olivier sometimes moves slower than his teammates. Running the court back and forth takes more energy. Some smaller, agile players can run circles around him. And while he can literally touch the rim without jumping, the ball first has to get to him. If you look in the future, in the next couple of years, what's that look like for him? I think that Olivier has a professional potential. In the NBA, that we don't know. That's going to depend on his development. We want him to love the game and not just being playing the game of basketball because he's a tall kid. There are only six players as tall as Olivier who have played in the NBA. Taco Fall is on the ball with... Taco Fall is the most recent. He became a fan favorite in two seasons with the Boston Celtics, but now plays pro in China. I was asking you about the players in the NBA who are seven foot six or taller. So names like Manute Bull, George Morrison, Sean Bradley. Do you know these players and their stories? No. I think I do know a little bit of Manute Bull, but not much. Just playing your game for now? Yeah. How much would it surprise you to hear that he told me he doesn't think about playing in the NBA very much, and he hasn't taken the time to look at other players who are his height or taller who have played? This is no surprise at all. And to me, uh, it's, it's a good thing in the sense that he's focused on the process. I think Olivier is a kid that's focused on what he has to do every day. And uh, I think that he's trying to create his own path, his own way. That path has Olivier on an international stage, playing for Team Quebec and for Team Canada. But an invitation to play in Florida has American college scouts taking notice of this team from Montreal. Coming up. Bill Winnington, he gets my vote for player of the game, by the way. Living life with a towering talent. Clothes are always an issue. Shoes are a big thing, and I only have a size 17. When W5 continues. It's game night for the Chicago Bulls. And for Olivier Rieu, the world's tallest team, a first time in the Windy City. And his first time at this stadium of champions. As he ducks through this tunnel, usually reserved for the pros, he realizes the magnitude of this sport. It's Olivier's first NBA game, and he's meeting another Canadian giant in basketball. Bill Wennington. He played in the NBA and for Canada in the 1984 Olympics, and now is a radio broadcaster for the Chicago Bulls. When do you think we will see a transition with Javante Green? Javante Green, I thought, was terrific in the preseason and played really well. Wennington won three championships here between 1996 and 1998, with some of the game's greats. The dynasty was chronicled in the ESPN docuseries, The Last Dance. It was phenomenal. Michael, Scotty, and Dennis were just phenomenal to play with. To be a part of that is just an amazing feat. I'm so lucky to have been part of it. Bill Wennington grew up in Montreal's West Island. Hockey was his first love. I played hockey till I was 12, and then I couldn't get skates out of size 14. I couldn't fit into skates anymore, so I stopped playing hockey. 
I played water polo, I swam on a swim team, I played soccer, I played baseball. Basketball, obviously, being tall helped. I think the average height of a 11-year-old is four foot six, so I had to be at least six foot. But I wasn't coordinated, I didn't know the game well. But I learned the most important thing in basketball that year is that I loved the game. That love propelled Wennington to earn a spot and score more than 1,000 points in the four years he played for St. John's University in the early 80s. alley to Wennington. Bill Wennington, uh, he gets my vote for player of the game, by the way. Career-high 15 rebounds for Bill Wennington to go along with 16 points. We're going to hear the crowd erupt again as Bill Wennington leaves. Olivier is 16 years old. Tell me from your experience some of the things that you went through between the ages of like 16 until adulthood. What's that like trying to develop on the court? It's, it's hard and I was fortunate enough that my coordination wasn't hampered a lot by growing fast. I was, I was pretty consistent with my growing. I, I think from 13 to 16, I grew three inches a year. I'm fortunate that I've always had good mentors. I mean, my coaches in, in Canada didn't just care about basketball. They cared about me as a person, so they made sure that I was doing the right things. As a youngster, you can get complacent or, or not know the real challenges in life. And there's so many things that we don't know when we're young that we think we know, but that's where you can fall into uh, traps where you, you think you're there and you're not because you can push yourself harder or you've had a little bit of success and you think that that's good enough. A lot of people would think about what it's like to be a seven footer off the court and they would think of things like uh, custom tailors and beds and how do you drive in a regular car. Clothes are always an issue. Shoes are a big thing and I only have a size 17. Airplanes, huge issue. I mean, my knees just, they don't fit in coach. My limits, an hour flight. If I have much more than an hour, I can't, I gotta sit first class because it's just too difficult to sit. One of the biggest things is cars. When I call an Uber, I can't just call an Uber because if a Prius pulls up, I'm in trouble. <laughs> but I look at it this way, I've saved a lot of money on cars because I don't fit into a Corvette or a Ferrari. I've saved hundreds of thousands of dollars just buying F-150s. So you look pretty good in a car, though. You fit. I know it's hard to get in. When we were actually in uh, Florida one year, the, when the minis just came out, we went in and I could sit in a mini and fit, and I could, but my knees are up high and I, I could drive it, but... I it wasn't comfortable. Yeah, very uncomfortable. This is, for me, is pretty good. I like the trucks, beds. Oh yeah, beds, oh my God. <laughs> it's hard. Are you, like, I sleep on a king size bed now and my feet, my feet only, they hang out, my ankles, just that much maybe. I know for you it's probably, are you comfortable like that? I mean, people ask me if I'm uncomfortable all the time, but for you, it's even worse. Well, um, back home I have a queen. Yes, by yourself it's good because you can sleep on a diagonal a little bit, yes. Someone asked me once, why don't you get a custom bed? And it's like, okay, you know, I could do that, but then you gotta get custom sheets. So every time you wanna get new sheets, you gotta get custom sheets. Problems only they can relate to. Olivier wasn't even born when Bill was making history on the courts. Today, they're just two very tall athletes and new friends. <laughs> When you look at Olivier, tell me what you see. I see 
a gentle giant, a guy that seems very compassionate, very caring, very nice, easy, so easy to talk to. But I see he has a natural gift that I know will intrigue a lot of people. And he's playing the right game to intrigue those people. Olivier's life is here now, in sunny South Florida at the IMG Academy, an elite training facility and prep school. It's like an amusement park for athletes, and the sprawling campus has given some of the best their start. Olivier is in good company, and while he's just one of a talented pool of athletes, he's literally the big man on campus. I wake up at 7, I go to breakfast around 7.20, and then at 7.35, I go to school. We finish at around 11.20. If I want to do some more work, I can go until 12. And then we usually start practice at 1.30. From there, we practice 3.30, 4.30, and then I'm free to go. Two years ago, eyes were already on Olivier offers to get him on the roster at private high schools. He faced a tough decision. So you had a choice. Real Madrid wanted you to go and play in their program. Yep. And IMG, the sports agency, wanted you to move to Florida yep. and play with their program. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that decision making. It was long. And I made it with Team Canada, a, a psychologist, to help me and figure out what is good, what is wrong, what is whatever. And we figured out that IMG was better. That choice was in part to give Olivier the best chance at playing college basketball in the NCAA. His coach here, Jeremy Schiller, wants to get him ready. You come back for the ball and now we have an advantage. Not just for basketball, but for life. Well, my first time I met him was right before our training camp, and uh, Ali came in and we spoke for a few minutes, and he, and he went through an entire series of drills by himself at a basket. I think what I was most impressed with was his uh, level of maturity and the fact that he loved basketball enough to be coming in on what would be considered you know, his own volunteer time to work on it. As far as his actual plan is, it's so challenging because it's the sky's the limit for him. You know, we haven't even started to scratch the surface of how good he can be. Olivier's eligibility for college is getting closer. One, two, three. All right, get a ball and a partner. Yeah, you go right and go left. Okay. At IMG, Olivier gets specialized training from a coach who knows what it's like to play tall. High off the glass. Here we go. Daniel Santiago is seven foot one and has played pro with the Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks, and represented Puerto Rico in two Olympic games and five world championships. No matter how you look at it, he's always gonna play against people that are smaller than him, so he has to learn how to play against people that are smaller and quicker. I mean, I had to do that in my career, but he's really gotta be able to prove that he can do that. Uh, he's really improving and he's taking more accountability on himself. He's trying to push himself. And this year, he's really grown into the role of being more of a producer. I'm excited to see where his uh, ceiling's gonna be, and uh, like we all are, but really, it's all up to him, and he's the one that's doing that. He's pushing himself, getting himself better. At the time we finished filming, Olivier was a shade over seven foot six and weighed 295 pounds. 
What have doctors told you about how much taller he may grow? They don't know. They just don't know. It's like a, a flip of a coin. When he was younger, they didn't know, and now they don't know. The main thing that is important is uh, in good health. Are you ever worried about Olivier being a spectacle? People, uh, people looking at him on the street and taking pictures and staring? At some point, if you see him, you can say hi. You can say, hey, how are you, big guy, or anything, but don't be rude. Don't think you're the first one of the day asking how tall he is. And uh, be respectful. But Olivier likes it, <laughs> so it's OK. And it's important to like respect that for Olivier, but also respect the fact that there is always people asking. What's your goal with basketball? Honestly, I don't really know. There is a lot of goals in basketball that you can achieve. Uh, I would say NCAA for sure, and maybe NBA, or Pro League or something. How much time do you think about that, your future? Uh, not much. Really? Not much. You don't think about and dream about playing in the NBA? No. I mean, I do dream about it, but it's not often. Why is that? Because I know it's, uh, it's the future. If it's not, it's not. If it is, it is. Olivier just celebrated his 17th birthday, and he's looking forward to playing for Team Canada again this summer in Hungary. You've been listening to CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes.